Today, I'm going to share with you the seven tragic mistakes that Christian women make that keep them from ever losing unwanted weight for good. And until you understand these seven tragic mistakes, you will stay stuck in this diet prison, yo-yo, weight, weight, lose the weight, find it again, right? I talked about earlier this week, no one wants to be part of that lost and found, and you are going to be stuck there like an old bad Twilight Zone episode for the rest of your life, unless you begin to understand these seven mistakes. This 100% is not a, a scare tactic. That idea just came up because I'm talking about the Twilight Zone. This is my own personal experience and my walk for over the last 20 years and coaching other women uh, and men, but now I work exclusively with Christian women uh, for the last over a decade now, right? And these are the things that do not get talked about. And so you just don't know what you don't know. But after today, you're going to know. And so there are seven that I'm going to talk about today. There's more, but today we're going to talk about seven that are probably the most significant. And by far, they are the most significant. And I am going to do you like this? I'm going to leave the number one mistake to the very end because I want you to listen to the other six because they are important also. But the number one mistake that Christian women make that really is tragic because we continue to make it over and over again. And as long as you continue to do this, then you will continue the same cycle that you've um, experienced that has you where you don't want to be, right? You know the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I want to give you a different way of doing things, a different way of thinking about things when it comes to being able to conquer emotional eating, even though that's not what we're talking about today, and creating sustainable lifestyle. This is why I was put here on this earth, and this is why I've experienced everything I've experienced so that God can work in and through me to make your path and your journey a little bit easier. So. I'm gonna go into these seven mistakes. I want to also let you know, <laughs> I had the most amazing experience yesterday with this, my new friend, Carmen. And in that moment, it was such a blessing that she shared some things with me. I was able to help her on some things and help her get unstuck with her fitness and where she was at. And it honestly, she felt so good. She opened her arms, gave me a huge hug. And she, because she felt like she had hope again, and she had a certain clear next step, so she felt unstuck. She felt to me really good in that short seven-minute conversation, and it felt so good. Honestly, I want more of that. It was a blessing to me too, and I walked away from that with this idea of opening just a couple of spots. My my time is super finite right now, but I want to do this for three women next week. And that is create space to give you a kingdom fit breakthrough moment call where we'll talk about what is your current block, whether it's a plateau or you need to get back on track or you want to start, you don't know where to start. Maybe you're not sure what it is, right? You got to have some idea as to what's blocking you because we're not going to be there all day. We're at 15 minutes max, but it's that effective. Seven minutes, she felt that that good. She just embraced a complete stranger. I want to give that to you too, because selfishly, my alternative motive is it makes me feel really good also. Fair enough? So if you want to take advantage of that, there's actually, there was three, there's only two spots left. So if you want one of the two, then comment, that is for me, below, and I'll hook you up. All right? So let's jump into the seven mistakes. So 
We're going to go backwards because number one, we're leaving till the end. But number seven is that the number seven, and they are pretty much listed in order of importance, but you want to make sure you listen to them all. They, this one is important also, just as important as number two, right? Or whatever analogy you want to use for that. The number seven is that they uh, try and give up all their favorite foods because that's what the diet industry has told them and probably you too, that that's what you need to do to get the results you want. Give up your favorite foods, spend hours at a gym. Am I right? How many of us have been on that program before, right? I was too until I knew better. And then when you know better, you do better, right? And the reality is, is that that may work for some people some of the time and you yourself might be able to grin and bear it for a period of time but you've defined foods as what is good and what is bad, so then you're either off track or on track, and you take a confidence hit because you begin to question this, like you eat something that's bad and you start to question yourself, you start with a self-condemnation, you start to question the process and your results and all of that, and the reality is that you want to be able, so the solution for it is you want to create and follow simple nutrition protocols that allow you to get the body you want without having to give up your favorite foods and without feeling like you've got a list of good foods or bad foods and the bad foods are always like mentally in your back pocket which creates this spiral you get to create a process that allows you to get get the body you want and realize no matter what you're eating it's all on the plan it's like the most freeing experience ever. And that's what you need instead of feeling like you have to give up all your favorite foods and create this crazy restriction to get the what results you want because we all know that's not worked for you in the past, right? Didn't work for me either. So number six, they believe the holy grail solution for them is the next diet. So they jump from one diet to another without ever addressing the root cause. What actually caused the weight gain in the first place. And it's not the food, it's not the workouts. I know you think it is, and that is a part of the challenge, but it's actually a byproduct, a result, a byproduct, a symptom, if you will, of something more, right? So because you think it's the next diet and the next diet is gonna be the solution, no matter how hard you try, if this is you too, it was me, and it's with a lot of the women before they come and work with me. So if this is you too, then I'm guessing you feel as if you just need to find that next diet, or you just feel like you need to be more disciplined. And inevitably, maybe you do lose the 20, 30, 50 pounds, like me in the past, like my friend Carmen, like so many of my clients for over the last decade, right? And then you find the weight again. And I said earlier this week, no one wants to be in that lost and found, right? So what you want to do is similar to the solution I gave you, but it's a little, for the number seven, but it's a little bit different. You wanna adopt a way of eating that helps you get the body you want, that you feel is reasonable to sustain for the rest of your life. So again, it's similar to the first solution, but a so it's it, they're part of one core with a different view. Does that make sense? 
because you want to also those simple nutrition protocols that we talked about in a minute ago, you want to know that you can see yourself doing this for the rest of your life, that you could follow these simple protocols for the rest of your life. Because guess what happens? If you can follow it for the rest of your life, if you feel like because it allows you to enjoy your favorite foods, because there aren't good foods or bad foods, you're not off track or on track, that feels doable, right? That If you knew how to navigate the holiday season and still enjoy your favorites in moderation, right? And or you have a bad day and all of it works together to still get the body you want. Can you see like that you could do that for a lifetime? Of course. And that is what creates the foundation. I shouldn't say that is. That is one of the elements in creating a foundation of a sustainable process, a sustainable weight loss, right? And getting the body you want. I call it, you know, having a rocking body and honoring God's temple too. Yeah, amen. All right. Number five, they fail to set healthy boundaries with friends and family. So then they give in to the piece of cake or the just one drink or the family gatherings and it's Aunt Susie's pie, right? Because someone has said, oh, it's just a piece of pie or it's just one drink or but Aunt Susie made it for you, right? But that someone doesn't know that for you in the season that you're in, maybe it's not just one piece of cake. Maybe you're really new in your process and you don't have the support in place, you're not um, you know, at a place yet where for you, it really is just one piece of cake in that moment. For you, maybe you realize that you're still at a point where if I eat that piece of cake, then it's the whole cake be by the time the night is done. Or if I have one drink, then it leads to three drinks. Or maybe it's if I have Aunt Susie's pie, then that chocolate dessert looks good over there. And that whatever looks over there, you don't feel like you have the access to the self-control that God gave you yet. And so you know that just by choosing that and saying yes to that, it's going to create a spiral of choices that are going to leave you feeling like guilt combination and physically guilt and condemnation and physically not feeling good and temptation spiraling out of control for the next at least three days, right? And there are many reasons why someone has a hard time setting healthy boundaries in these social social situations sometimes whether we knowingly or unknowingly knowingly because it can be stories that we've not yet recognized but we're either actually trying to just be a people pleaser we don't want confrontation or we're um feeling as if like we just don't want to hear them teasing or there's some there's so many reasons as to why this is that we it's not within context of what we get to talk about today it's part of what we go through in detail throughout my programs because it it is a huge piece of the bigger puzzle, right? What I can do is at least give you one super simple and highly effective response to say to someone when you are not wanting to have the piece of pie, have the drink or have Aunt Susie's pie, whatever it is, right? Uh, you, a simple response but super effective is saying something along the lines of, thank you. I've realized lately I don't feel good when I eat X, Y, and Z, right? Whatever that is that they're offering you. So as great as I'm sure it is, I'd rather just enjoy time here and focus on hanging out, right? Or however your version, your words. And if it's not a single food, if it's like you're surrounded by all kinds of things that you just don't feel like you have the self-control to enjoy in that moment, then you sugar, you can just say that it's sugar. But I want you to notice why this is so effective. Because when you 
tell them that it's because I'm going to tell you how it's actually honest and true. You don't have to go into your full story with family members that aren't going to get it or understand or what have you. You don't have to do that to make this effective. The reason this is this one statement is so effective is because they by you saying thank you, but I've realized I don't feel good by you are not almost like condemning them. I know you didn't mean to, but they then don't start questioning or judging their choice for having that pie, for having that drink, for having that cake, right? So then they are less likely to try and coax you into enjoying it with you or try because of either guilt. And it's not always a conscious thing. It's actually very rarely a conscious thing. When someone comes back to you and said, like teases you about the choices that you're making, it's actually an insecurity that they hold in them that they have not yet identified. Because women that are secure and confident in who they are, you do use this, I'll do me, right? I it, it's that's a whole other story. So they it when you say that I don't feel, it removes any kind of feeling of judgment or condemnation on their part that they might be giving meaning to. And also, like, I'm sure the people you hang out with are kind, loving people, and they want you to feel good. And so they're going to back down as soon as you tell them you've realized that you don't feel good when you choose to have that, right? All right. Number four. Number four mistake that Christian women make that keep them from ever being able to create sustainable weight loss, from ever being able to lose the weight for good and never find it again, number four is that they think that they should be able to lose the weight or break their emotional eating habits on their own, even after years, decades of unsuccessful attempts, right? This confusion arises in so many of the clients that come to me because they are like way makers, successful businesswomen, Power, like just um, powerful from the sense of God's power in them. They know it. They know they're called for even more. And so I can't, I, I literally can't even tell you how many times I've heard, like, it just doesn't make sense to me that I can be this successful in business and yet I'm struggling in the discomfort in my own body. I've tried to get healthy. I've tried to get to where, you know, some people it's relatable to a size. Some people it's relatable to a weight. Some people it's just, you want to get out of bed and move well, keep up with the grandkids. Uh, some people it's like, yeah, you want to feel great in the bathing suit this summer. There's no right or wrong for your reason, but you've tried to do that so many times and it's not worked for you. And it's frustrating because you can create success in every other aspect of life, right? And so, of course, you think like, I should be able to do that because I can do this over here. And yet you have it. So here's a tough love. I'm warning you. Brace yourself. This is Coach Rebecca's tough love from a heart of love and kindness is that an empathy and experience. If you don't know, I struggled for years. This is my, I think I said that at the beginning. This is why I do what I do now. If you could do it on your own, it would already be done. Let me say it again. If you could do it on your own, it would already be done. And it's okay. You're not meant to have to do everything on your own. Maybe you are really good at business. You're really good at your business. 
you're not really good at everyone else's business. We weren't given every single gift and talent. We'll always have areas in which we're learning, growing, improving, and evolving. And maybe health and fitness is something that you get to have someone come alongside of you so that you can learn their process, their way, the, what, the work that's been done in and through them and their, what the work and done they've then in turn be able to, to do for others, right? We invest in ourselves in business coaching. We invest in ourselves in all the things, right? And this isn't me trying to convince you. This is me affirming the voice that you already know. And you do not need permission to stand in your sovereignty and to stand for yourself, to stand in this knowing and this understanding that what I am saying is making sense to you. And stop feeling as if you should be able to do it on your own. Listen to me clearly because it might sound like a different word, but... Stop shooting all over yourself. When you have spent years or decades trying to do this on your own, you've spent years and decades of building patterns that have not produced the result that you want. You've learned a lot about what does not work. So stand for yourself, sister, so that you can learn what does work. How do you best learn? Learning from other people right? Learning from a supportive community, learning from a mentor or a coach, right? This for me has been life-changing. God's word, mentors and coaches, those two things, right? And I'm not here. That's not even what about today. I'm not here. Like there's no program offer at the end of the year, uh, end of this video. This is me, a sister who cares, a sister who has battled long and hard and wants the path to be easier for you. The only thing I'm offering you today is a 15 minute, like free, legitimate, like leave your credit card at home. Seriously, there's there's nothing in me that it, like wants to, um, you know, I mean, obviously if you, if we're on the phone and you're like, no, I have to work with you, then I'm not gonna deny you, but that's not the point of the call. It really is just to um, have some fun and give you some quick wins, fair enough. But my heart is to understand help you understand because we live in this cycle of condemnation and judgment and why can't I do this and why can't I be better instead of and you've probably spent the last five or ten years telling yourself you should be able to do it on your own it's time to learn right it's only like it's it's all growth as long as we decide to learn from it right rather than spend the next five to 10 years still shooting all over yourself and living the experience that you're currently living, which is so much goodness. And also, you know, you've got even more in you. And you know that the key to even more in you is leveling up your health and fitness from mind, body, and spirit to the level of what God wants for you, right? Which we're going to talk about that in just a, in a little bit. Right, that comes up a little bit long, in a, a little bit further down in our this conversation. All right, so you can either choose to continue to tolerate what you've tolerated for the last five to ten years, or you can decide to invest in yourself and get help. The number three mistake that Christian women make that keep them from ever truly getting the body they want and being able to sustain it for the lifetime is that they think that the challenges and the failures that they've had in their journey in the past when it comes to their weight loss or conquering emotional eating is that they lack discipline, right? The reality is, and I shouldn't have said lack emotional eating because this is specific to the weight loss component of it. It's not that you lack discipline. What you really need 
is belief and certainty. Because if you knew that if I worked out, if I moved my body, it doesn't have to be crazy, that's a whole other story. If I moved my body, if I ate in this way and I did it consistently, then I would get the body I want, then you would be consistent. If you really wanted it, as much as you say and think and ponder on it and all of those things, and you knew that these actions would take place that get you that result, then you would follow through. So how do you believe belief and certainty? That's a much bigger question as well. And that's one of the reasons why it really is part of a process and part of a journey and part of a discovery that I get to walk clients through. But I can tell you a couple quick things to look at, right? And that is believing that you can, or being able to create belief is, I think I lost my place. I'm looking, I'm sorry guys, I'm looking really quickly today. Yeah, the, being able to start to build the belief or understand that when you build the belief, then your actions will follow, which goes to number two, right? The challenge with number three in the belief and certainty is because the second biggest mistake is that in failing to create the body that makes you feel sexy and confident, you have normalized where you are. Let me say that again. Because you have, we're going to use the word failed, to get the body that you want for the last years or however many decades, because you've tried and you've fallen back and you've tried again, or you'll have a couple good years and then you find yourself going backwards. And now please hear me really quickly. This thought just came to mind in case this is a thought in your brain right now. Little small fluctuations are to be expected. That's part of life. I'm talking about if you are losing 20, 30 pounds and gaining 20, 30 pounds back every year, two years, gaining 40, 50 pounds back, whatever it is, these huge fluctuations does not need to be your story, right? That does not need to be your story. That's not meant for you. You know the difference, right? One of the ways to begin to realize that you've normalized your current state of being is it's just a decision. It's just a realization because we all have blind spots that we don't see. So look at truly how are you feeling? The challenge with this is that we get caught up in um, a lot of times the very things that we that make us uncomfortable. We're doing things to avoid the feeling of the discomfort, like going to food for that comfort when the food is actually working against us in this situation because we're overusing it, overeating, whatever the case may be, right? But you've normalized these patterns and these ways of being. So it is a process to create a new normalization. We don't, we can't go into all of that today, but I can tell you two things to start to considerize is consider is to <laughs> normalize is to begin visualization, normalizing the version of you that you want to be. It sounds woohoo, and unfortunately, we've given away a biblical principle to woohoo, and so now we're afraid of it. But God's word, Habakkuk 2.2.3 says, write a vision, make it plain so that they run to it. Write it out so that you have certainty, right? Today is not like an expansive um, teaching moment. So I've taught on this many times before, and I'm working on something in the next few weeks. We'll, we'll dive into this a lot more, so stay tuned. Um, and be on the lookout for that. There's going to be a, it's going to be about four weeks out, five weeks out, but there'll be a three-day challenge. We'll, we'll go into this a lot more. 
Um, and then build back trust. So begin with the visualization and building back your own self-trust. You don't trust yourself because you've not kept your word to yourself. I said it again. You don't trust yourself because you've not kept your word to yourself. Amen. I've been so guilty of that too, right? So start step by step. Do what you say you're going to do for yourself. Decide what one simple shift you're going to do this week and then follow through for yourself. Make sure you do it. Make sure you make it a priority. All right. So the number one saved the biggest and truly the best mistake that people make because this makes the biggest impact and helps all others. And that is too often Christians fail to invite God into their weight loss process effectively. I've had women reach out to me. I've been speaking on this specifically for the last couple of years about the fact that absolutely like God's word. This is that if you don't know, this is the one of the main reasons that I switched from a brick and mortar fitness business that I loved and adored for 10 years, um, built from a boot camp at a park to 10 years of amazing impact with phenomenal clients, incredible team, loved it so much. And yet God told me Christian women will be under far greater attack than ever before. And I want you to now stand in the gap with them and and work online exclusively with ex exclusively with Christian women so that your coaching and your programs can be unapologetically rooted in God's word. I still love all people regardless of your faith or regardless of where you're at in life. My coaching is rooted in God's word because his word helps in so many different ways but i this is the one that i'll share with you today his word is clear i'm sorry that the enemy is deceiving i'm sorry that our churches don't talk about this enough but his word is clear it is our intention it is his intention that we have bodies that we feel good in that we are well able in so much so he calls our body a temple it for his holy spirit it is his gift to us and so of course he cares, right? I've had women reach out to me say, I never even thought to ask God to help me with this aspect of life. I never even thought that it's somehow tied together, right? There's a whole, there's spiritual warfare going on and this is part of it too, that's another topic, right? There's, there's so much to this. And, but the first step is understanding that yes, he cares about your details, invite him into the process. And, or the second thing is I'll get women saying, um, you know, I pray, but right. I prayed for a long time too. I dealed with, dealt with emotional eating long after. Let me see how I'm doing on time real quick. Let me switch a screen because I don't want to leave this too long. Okay, I'm gonna wrap this up. We're landing the plane right here. But I dealt with emotional eating long after I was looked to be healthy and fit. And I was significantly healthier and fitter. And I was several years into my brick and mortar fitness business. And my issue with foods, food became far fewer in between. But if you were with me at that time, I would have told you that I thought I was very honest about the fact that I would still be tempted to eat the ice cream, might have better self-control than I did in the past, but it was still a temptation. And occasionally I would give in, right? To eat uh, because I was feeling emotion or what have you. Um, and I would have told you back then that like things like I had believed the enemy's lies, that maybe it was my cross to bear. Maybe it was something that I was always going to deal with just because it kept me humble to understand. Like I truly have so much empathy for women that struggle with that feeling in your physical body because 
when I started, I that's that's why I started, right? Or one of the main reasons. The other one was to be better for my son. The actual main reason was to be better for my son. But my physical body was a big part of that because when we feel good physically, everything else is impacted, right? And when I, in coaching women over the last uh, decade or so, when they are telling me that they're praying, I get it because even though my episodes were further and fewer between as I was well into my brick and mortar fitness business, because I still struggled, I would pray, God, please help me overcome this. Please help me don't give in. And one particular moment when I was praying again, I'm like, Lord, please do not. There was a stressful personal situation going on at the time. I'm not great at timing. This was probably about six, seven years ago now. And, uh, I, I knew that I wanted to go into the refrigerator and I was thinking through, what do I have that, you know, I like, it's a whole thing. If you know, you know, and I remember being at the top of the stairs and I was praying. I'm like, Lord, please help me not give in this time. Why is this? And for the first time I clearly heard him, I was ready to hear him and I was ready to receive. He said, as much as you have already done, and he has helped, helped me do so much good and be a part of so many amazing things at that point in time. He said, this battle is the block. This is the block that is keeping you from receiving, from even knowing and understanding and then receiving the greatest extent of the impact that I have for you. That was so powerful that I cannot tell you I did not um, ever feel a temptation from that point on, but I can tell you that that was the difference. That was the day that I stopped giving in and then in combination with the process that he had already given me, that's what I was able to pull together. And that's how I help people, uh, Christian women now, right? Then, you know, two years ago, so that was, he was still planting the seeds. He still had work to do in me. And then two years ago, when he made it clear that Christian women would be under far greater attack than ever before, and that the enemy was specifically using and leveraging our battle with be, having more weight than we need and or the battle with food and or the battle and destruction of our own physical bodies like think about i've talked about that before i'm not going to go into it too much today um but understand that as much and as amazing as god's plans are for you the enemy has a plan to try and discourage distract derail you from experiencing the fullness and so he will either try and keep you from it or he will try and hinder you by slowing you down. And one of the most deceptive ways he does that is through the relationship that we've distorted with food. The, for the, the normalization of carrying more weight than what is healthy for our body. And no, you're not healthy at any weight. I, I try not to go down this line, but it's, that's another lie of the enemy perpetuated by society. And so since he's normalized it, yeah, I can't, I can't, I'm trying to, I, I need to wrap this up today. I've got other things to jump to, too, another call to jump to, so I, I can't go into that today. But man, this is, this is, again, ties back to what I'll be teaching on in a few weeks and over the next coming weeks and little bits and pieces as we lead up to that. So um, stay tuned, but know that God gets to be part of this process, too, and he wants to be part of this process, and he wants you to feel amazing in your body. You are worthy of it. You are deserving of it. Not only that, it is your kingdom right. We'll be talking about that more in a few weeks. It is literally part of the territory that God gave you 
kingdom, a domain to rule. Part of that territory is your health and your well-being, and it's time to push the enemy back and evict him from it. Amen? All right, we'll talk about that more in the next coming week. So the solution for this one is one, know that God does care about your details. He for sure cares about your physical state of being because it impacts everything else. And then last but not least, just hang out with me on whatever channel you're watching this on or listening to this, continue to hang out, continue to reach out. Um, some of the topics that we get to talk about don't feel comfortable um, talking about publicly. You may not feel comfortable commenting. I know that you can always send me a personal message. Many of you do, um, and it really is me. It's not a VA or uh, whoever. It really is me that's responding to you. I wanna make those connections with you um, and walk alongside of you. And uh, so make sure that you continue to engage whatever platform you're looking at, uh, lis li listening to or watching, make sure that you like, comment, if you're on YouTube, subscribe so that you get notified when I go live and or um, uh, get on my email list so that you make sure you know what's coming and a lot of good stuff planned for the next few weeks and I want you to be a part of it. All right. And then last but not least, if you want one of the amazing seven minute moments, we'll allow for 15, but let's see, maybe you can have a Carmen moment and it can be a seven minute conversation where you feel amazing then comment me below and I'll hook you up with a Kingdom Fit Breakthrough Moment call. You can also type notes below and I'll send you the notes from this episode. Love you guys. Bye for now.